The following audio is from LifeHouse Church. We hope you are blessed by this message and encourage you to connect with us on social media or at lifehousechurch.org. Have you ever said something that you wish you hadn't said? Or have you not said something you wish you had said? Of course. I I know your answer is, yeah, of course I have. So do you wish there was a way you could get better at saying the things that should be said and not saying the things that you wish you wouldn't say. And, and so there's a lesson there. What's that lesson that we can learn to not say the things that we shouldn't say and say the things we wish we could say? All of us have had an experience growing up throughout the years where somebody said something that deeply hurt us, it deeply cut us. Maybe it was in your home, maybe it was in the locker room, maybe it was in the classroom, maybe it was from friends or family, from a parent. I know I carry those, those wounds, right? That, that recording in your mind that just keeps playing over and over and over. Um, uh, maybe like somebody said it to you like they did to me, you don't belong. And to this day, probably 35 years later, I can still hear that being said in my mind. Or someone, a significant leader and influence in my life said, you will fail. And to this day, I can put myself right back in the seat, in that room where it was said to me. And I could still feel what I felt in that moment. But it's scary, right? It's not just that we're the victims of words poorly spoken or spoken harshly. It's that we're also the villains, right? We, we've said things, I've said things, I've called a name, I've reacted in anger and frustration and I spoke those words, but as soon as they're out, right, you can't, you can't get them back, you can't put it back. And, uh, you know, and today, now with social media, it's so easy to write things and say things with impunity and without accountability with no remorse, right? We just throw curses and insults and tear people down. We, we treat people as if they have zero value because we're totally disconnected. And as a result, we carry this pain because what we really need is something very different. What we need is approval. I don't know who it is that you need it from, but there was someone in your life that you needed their approval, you needed them to validate you or compliment you, and you never got it. And because you didn't get it, you went looking for it somewhere else or from someone else. And at least some of the poor decisions you've made in life are directly connected to you looking for that validation, that approval, that affirmation somewhere else or from someone else. And believe it or not, there's people in your life right now and and at least some of the poor decisions they've made are directly connected to them looking for approval and validation and affirmation somewhere else or from someone else. And most of us, in fact, I would go so far as to say every one of us have a deep need to receive approval from our parents and more specifically, from our fathers. And that's true whether you know your dad or not. Whether your dad walked out when you were very young and you spend your whole life wishing your dad or a father figure would affirm you and validate you. 
Some of you grew up with a good dad, but there's still something missing in that relationship. But this message is not just about dads and their children, but how every one of us need to hear words of affirmation, of validation, and approval, and then what we do when we don't get it. And so here's what happens, right? I say this all the time, what fills spills, right? What fills spills. And so if you're filled with curses, guess what you do? You curse. I don't just mean using curse words. I mean, the words that come out of you are cursing. You curse others. If, if what's poured into you is bitterness and pain, what comes out of you is poison. We seep poison. We seep the curses, right? And so we hurt others with the hurt we've received. And so we give it back, right? We dish it out to others. And, and so I just, as I thought about this message, I thought, is this what you want to pass on to the next generation? Is this what you want to give to your kids? You might be young receiving this right now, hearing this message, and, but what are you going to pass on to the next generation? When you finally have kids, what about your classmates? What about your peers? Parents, those of you in a position of influence, is this really what you want to pass on to the next generation? And so let me introduce you to a story about how to change this. It's written from the perspective of a guy who knew a lot about receiving curses, mostly because he, he was in a profession that so many people hated. He was a tax collector. His name was Matthew. He was a tax collector in the nation of Israel working for the Roman Empire. So here's a guy who was called a cheat and a traitor and a snake. And, and you know, he stole from the Jewish people he overtaxed them. The taxes were used to fund the standing army that was oppressing and abusing the Jewish people. But then he would skim off the top to get himself rich. So he was cheating. He was a cheat and a traitor. Some of the most hated people in Israel were the tax collectors. And then he has an encounter where he meets Jesus. And this changes everything about his life. And so in, in, the recorded, in the writing of Matthew, he writes an account of his experience and his eyewitness perspective on watching the life of Jesus. And he records this moment where Jesus receives something very different than what most people get in life. The story is found in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 3, where Jesus is just beginning. He, he, he's beginning his career. Jesus is beginning his ministry. And so he goes out to the Jordan River where John the Baptist is baptizing people who uh, are repenting of their sins and or who are uh, professing faith in God. And it says that, you know, Jesus goes to John to be baptized, and as soon as Jesus was baptized, it says in Matthew chapter 3, verse 16, as soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was opened. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, this is my son whom I love. With him, I am well pleased. So here's this moment. Jesus is getting ready to begin his formal ministry. And so he gets baptized. And in the process, it's like the, all of the sky is open and you can see directly into heaven itself. 
What a moment. But not only that, God's Holy Spirit comes down looking something like a dove and just lands right on Jesus. And as it lands, there's a voice that speaks from heaven. God says, this is my son whom I love with whom I am well pleased. What a powerful blessing. Jesus, he was not being cursed. He was being blessed. And this moment transforms Jesus' life and ministry, and it gives him a blessing to give to others. And that changes your story and my story so that we don't have to strive for the blessing. We can live from the blessing. Let me challenge you that again. Here's how I wanna challenge you in your life. You don't need to strive for the blessing. You live from the blessing. The recording that you and I have in our mind is not just that we've heard curses, it's that we carry the curse. I don't know what curses people spoke over you. They said you weren't enough. They said they were disappointed in you. Someone said, I love you, but. They said, why can't you be more like your sister or your brother or that person? They said, you'll never, or they didn't say anything at all. And the words of you being ignored, the silence has been the loudest curses in your mind. But the challenge is this, right? I said, when you've been cursed, you curse. But it's that you and I carry a curse. And that curse seeps poison. At the deepest level, we are carrying a curse. And it's not the words that have been spoken. It's something much deeper in us that we've been cut off from relationship with God the Father. Because at the core of who we are, the deepest curse is a spiritual curse that comes from the poison of sin. It's this spiritual corruption inside of us and that poison is leaking and it's corrupting everything within us. It, It corrupts our heart. And out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Our heart has been corrupted by the poison of sin. This spiritual curse that creeps out of us. That's where it all comes from. We've been disconnected from God, and so we go through life seeking a blessing, but living the curse. But God. That's right. But God loved us so much that he didn't just bless Jesus. Jesus came to be a blessing and to give us the blessing of God the Father. It was good that Jesus was blessed by God the Father at the beginning of his ministry, because he came to absorb our curse, the curse that we carry, this curse of sin. That's right, Jesus came to absorb all of the poison. When Jesus was dying on the cross, what he was really doing was he was drinking all of this sin poison inside of every one of us, and the death that that sin poison would cause, an eternal judgment of of like a, a living death in forever judgment. We deserve that, right? Because of this sin curse inside of us. So Jesus drank all of that spiritual poison. He absorbed all of the curse of sin. He, he became the curse for us. Jesus died. And, and at the beginning of his ministry, he hears God the Father saying, this is my son in whom I love and whom I'm well pleased. 
As he's dying, he's crying out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? One time, once for all, God turned his back on Jesus so he would never have to turn his back on you or me. He allowed Jesus to be cursed so that we could be blessed. Jesus not only died, he rose from the dead and in his resurrection, he gives us victory over sin, over death by receiving eternal life. When you believe in Jesus by faith, you are receiving new life that begins through faith in Jesus. And with that comes the blessing of God. Look, if today you are looking at your life and you've been carrying the curse of sin, you've been, you've been striving for blessing, I want you to know that the striving can end right now. You can receive God's love through faith in Jesus. And if you're making that commitment, would you let us know? Meaning you're making a decision to say, I am believing in Jesus by faith today. I, I, I wanna receive God's love. I wanna receive God's forgiveness. Would you let us know? You could text the name Jesus to 81411. And when you, when you send that text, you're gonna let us know. Our, one of our pastors will quickly follow up with you, send you some resources. We hope that you look at those resources. There's a specific contact information that you can fill out and we would love to begin to encourage you as you, begin, as you go through this process of not only saying yes to Jesus, but becoming a, a follower of Jesus. Here, here's what you can know, that you are blessed by God the Father. Let, let me go back and just read this, this passage to you again of what happened in Jesus' life, because not only did he receive the blessing, but in the same way that Jesus was blessed, you and I can be blessed. It, it says this, um, that when heaven was open, he saw the spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, this is my son whom I love. With him, I am well pleased. Here's what I want you to know. Because Jesus was blessed by God the Father, you are blessed by God the Father. That's right. You're blessed by God the Father. Every one of us, have this deep fundamental need for approval and blessing from our Father. And I don't know what you did or didn't get from your physical Father, whether you feel rejected or accepted by your Father. What I do know is that in every one of us, there is this deep need. But at the core of that need, it goes it's something further. It's not just our physical father. What we need is to hear from God the Father that I am loved, that I am blessed. What did Jesus receive in that moment? I mean, what does a blessing sound like? What, is it, what does it mean to be blessed, to receive the blessing in contrast to cursing? Well, what happened to Jesus, right? Um, heaven is open, so we know that right now, through Jesus, there is an open heaven in your life. God, God has opened up the heavens, and he wants to pour out his blessing. Okay, so what, what does that mean? Well, on Jesus, uh, the Holy Spirit came, and it says, alighted on him. It touched him. The first key blessing Jesus received was being touched by God's presence. God... God was saying, I'm here with you. I am present in your life. And there was this um, healthy, positive, physical touch that just immediately gives a, a sense of peace, a sense of someone's here with me. I'm not alone. And then God spoke and said, 
This is my son. He spoke identity over him. And so for you and I, not only do we need to know the presence of God is with us, but you are blessed by God the Father because he is with you. He, you are not alone. And God is speaking over you just like he spoke over Jesus. You are my child. Your identity is not in what you've done or how you failed or how you succeeded. Your, you have a sufficient identity in knowing that you are a child of God. You don't need to go looking for your identity in your sexuality. You don't need to go looking for your identity in in the mirror. You don't need to go looking for your identity in anything else in your life. It is enough that you are a child of God. God is speaking over you. This is my daughter. This is my son. And then he said of, of Jesus, with whom I love. You need to hear that right now. The blessing that Jesus received was the affirmation of God's love of God the Father saying, I love you. And I want you to hear this. God is speaking over you and he's saying, I love you. I've chosen you. You are mine. You're enough, right? And so you need to, some of you, I could probably just stop speaking right now and just simply, you know, Jesus loves me. This I know. It could be powerfully life-changing for you to know that God the Father speaks over you his love. And then the third thing that uh, God the Father speaks over Jesus is, with him, I am well pleased. He is enough. I am proud of you. Right, like that God is celebrating over Jesus. I want you to know this. Because of your faith in Jesus Christ, you have this confidence that God the Father is looking at you and saying, I'm proud of you. I love every aspect of you. I created you. You are enough. And if you experience that, it begins to change who you are and how you live. Now, here is the challenge. I've received the blessing of God the Father, which means I don't live trying to seek blessing. I am blessed by God the Father. And, And what fills, spills. So, if you received that kind of blessing from your physical father, how are you passing it on? Maybe you've been cursed and you've never received that kind of blessing. How do you break the pattern of the generational tree of passing down those kind of curses? How do you begin to offer blessing where there was previously cursing? It's by not striving for the blessing, but living from the blessing. You are blessed by God the Father. I want you to hear that in your heart and in your life. God's saying this to you. You are my child. I love you. And I'm proud of you. If you would allow that to settle into your heart by faith, it's gonna change everything about your identity, your pursuit for validation and affirmation. And it will allow you to live in a place of confidence. I know that God is for me. God loves me and God is with me. Now that changes how you treat others and how you speak to others. So if I jump into the further into the story of Jesus, here's, here's what we see, Matthew chapter 19. Um, it's, the, it's this moment where Jesus is blessing little children. Then people brought little children to Jesus for him to place his hands on them, just like the Holy Spirit came and alighted on Jesus, for him to touch them in an appropriate, healthy, blessing way. 
to place his hands on them and pray over them. But the disciples rebuked them. Get out of here. Go away. Jesus doesn't have time for that. But Jesus said, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them. For the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. So Jesus is speaking value about children. He's speaking value over children. He's praying over them. And in a healthy way, he's touching them, saying, I am here. I'm present. You are worth caring about. So the, the lesson here is that you and I, you know, follow the model of Jesus that uh, what fills, spills, we receive the blessing of God the Father, we live in the blessing of God the Father, and then we speak blessing over others. So, so that's my challenge. Speak blessing rather than curses. Why do we not speak curses? This sounds obvious, but there's something deeper to this. We don't speak curses because it's not what God is speaking. When you've been blessed, you bless. Speak, right? I need to speak what I'm receiving. Speak what God has spoken over you. Listen to me. Speak what God has spoken. So we bless rather than curse. God is not cursing that person. God is not speaking the things you've spoken. He is not saying that he's disappointed in them. He's not correct. He's not uh, cursing them. He's not cutting them down. He's not calling them names. And so you and I, when we believe in Jesus by faith, we ask God to begin to cleanse us of the curses so that we begin to speak what he's spoken. Well, how do you do that? Well, you've got you to see what God sees and hear what God hears. And when God sees someone, he sees them as worthy and valuable, as loved. You want to know what God loves? God loves you. God loves people. And so we gotta be careful that we see what God sees and we speak what God speaks, not cursing, because it is not what God is speaking. And so we bless. How do, how do we bless? Speak life. Speak words that give life rather than death. Parents, let me, let me be very clear about this moment. So I'm gonna just kind of challenge you to give what you see Jesus passed on, Right? Your kids need you to hold them and touch them in a loving, compassionate, caring, thoughtful way. Hug them. Man, snuggle with them. Lavish your kisses on them. Man, in a healthy, appropriate way, people need to be touched. They need to know there are people that are present in my life. There's people that care about me. I mean, you see somebody crying. You don't just ignore them. You go over, you, you put your arm around them. You say, I'm, I'm here with you, right? That's a blessing, but not only, do you, not only are, is your presence a blessing, but you begin to speak blessing. This is, my, this is my son. And some of you right now, what you need to do is you need to get into other people's lives and begin to speak God-level identity into their life. You are worthy. Your life matters. You are significant. You're my son. Right? And so some of you, uh, you have this blessing inside of you. You can give to others by simply speaking the identity of God in their life. Say to them what you see God doing in their life, right? That's the, um, uh, tell them that they're valuable, right? This is God saying, I, with him, I, you know, I love him. So we need to get into the habit of saying words that speak life, words that speak value, words that are validating, words that are affirming and offer our affection. I love you. 
I care about you. You are worthy. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to dress a certain way for people to like you. I love you. You're enough, right? And then that, with him I am well pleased. Words that let them, let others know, particularly your children, that you're proud of them. That there's nothing else they need to do to gain your approval. Just them being who they are is enough. And then others in your life, right? This isn't just about the parent-child relationship. We need to get in the habit of speaking life over others, right? Because there is enough death being spoken in our culture, right? So the, the last challenge I wanna give you is this. Speak love over those you love. Sp- specifically, targeting those that you love. Look, they get enough curses in their life. There's enough other people tearing them down, cutting them down, um, making them feel bad about themselves, making them feel like they've got to look a certain way or act a certain way or, or pursue a certain career. You're, you may be the only one in their life that can say, I love you. There's nothing you could ever do that would make me love you more. And there's nothing you could ever do that would make me love you less. I love you. I'm here for you. You matter. I want you to know that God loves you. I want want you to know that God will always love you. God will never leave you. I hope that you begin to get little phrases in your heart that you can speak over your family, over those you love. I I learned this somewhere. One of the things I say to my kids, especially when they were younger, uh, but my boys, I say this right now, I'll I'll be in bed, kind of snuggle with them, praying over them as they're getting ready to go to sleep. And I'll say, hey, sweetheart, I want you to know, like I'll I'll pick Daniel. You know, he's, he's a first grader. He's six years old. And I'll say, Daniel, I want you to know this. If you lined up all the six-year-olds in the whole world and I could pick any one of them to be my son, I'd pick you every time. I love you. I'm proud of you. There's nothing you could ever do that would make me love you less. And, and there's something powerful about us speaking that and saying that and affirming that in people's lives. And so here's how I wanna, how I wanna conclude this message. If you are missing the blessing, you don't have to go striving for it. You don't have to work harder. You don't have to earn more. You don't have to learn more. All you gotta do is receive it from God the Father and begin to live from the blessing of God. Some of you need to hear that right now. God loves you. God is for you. He, he, Jesus gave his life so that you could receive the blessing of God in your life. He would, he would extinguish the fires of hell in your life and he would, he would drink the poison of that pain that comes from the curse and he would give you his blessing. Receive the blessing of God right now. But now, those of you that have the blessing of God in your life, you need to share this blessing. And so we, I wanna do something I, I don't know, I've ever done this in a church environment, right? right, Or even online. So I want all of you to participate with me. You're at our Chambersburg campus. You're in our online campus right now. I want you to go to someone right now. Now, maybe you're sitting next to your kids. And so this will be easier. You're next to your spouse. You're next to someone that you love. You're, if you're in your home and there's someone that you love in your home, I want you to get them right now. Because you're going to take a moment and you're going to pray the blessing of God. How, how do you give the blessing? You, you pray for someone and you pray over someone the words of God. How, 
how else do you, you, you give the blessing? You speak the blessing, which I've been sharing about. You care about them. Care about them and care about what they care about. You, you, you give blessing by offering your time and your interest in the things that interest them. And then you believe in them. You actually say, I believe in you. And so what I want you to do right now is I want you to take a moment. I want, I'm hoping that every one of you participate. And you can, you can take the hand of the person you love and I want you to begin to pray and speak blessing over them. For some of you, this is gonna heal your marriage. This could begin to, begin to heal a parent-child relationship. Now, there are, if you're in, if you're in our Chambersburg campus, you're gonna look across, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna do this right now in person. You're in your home, you're in your car, you're you're participating in this service online. I want you to find that person, or you call them up right now and you get them on the phone and you start praying the blessing of God. That that's right. In this moment, you begin to do that. You can do it right now while I'm finishing up. But here's what one more thing I want you to do. Maybe, maybe that moment's briefer. I want you to look around the room. And if there's a younger person that you see alone, they don't have a person praying for them, or you see someone else in the room that is not, they don't have anybody praying for them, I want you to go to them. And I want you to begin to pray the blessing of God over their life. I I believe this could be a powerful moment in your life, in that person's life, in our church's life. And so let's take a moment right now and let's begin to pray the blessing of God. As we go into this song, we're gonna be singing the blessing. And it's it's more of a song declaring and receiving God's blessing than it is necessarily a song of worship to God. Let me take a moment. I'm gonna pray blessing over you and then I'm gonna ask you to begin to pray for each other. Jesus, thank you that you did not leave us alone, but you came to us to drink up the poison and absorb the curse of sin in our lives. And God, because you came, we're blessed. We receive that blessing right now. Now, God, would you transform our words, transform our tongue so that we we would speak curses less and blessings more. Right now, would you meet us in this moment so that we would bless our family, we would bless our children, and that blessing would get passed down to the next generation and the next generation to a thousand generations. Lord, would our church be a blessing to, to others? Would we be a blessing to those in the church And with that spread to those outside of the church, would your blessing flow into us so that it would flow through us right now in Jesus' name, amen. Now, would you begin to pray that? Would you begin to believe that? Would you begin to speak that over those you love even now as we begin to sing? Thank you for listening to audio from Lifehouse Church. We believe that through Christ, life change happens here. So we invite you to connect with us further by visiting lifehousechurch.org.